in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey Ma. Good morning, Mary. I am actually at the beach. This is my third day, and I still haven't even seen the ocean. So that's pretty sad. (laughs) That is sad. The people I'm with are like, okay, Pamela, you've got to get out on the beach today. I'm going to, but it's lovely here. I'm up in the panhandle, and it's so beautiful Okay, so you're at the beach, but you haven't seen the ocean. Are you guys like right on the beach? We're on the bay, but the the beach is like, I don't know, like a six-minute walk. So it's just right around the corner. Oh, that's sad. Or a one-minute drive. What have but you no, been doing? I've just been, sitting in the they're house? They're all gone all day. Yeah. I watch the boats, and I'm having just so much rest. I can't oh, even tell no. you. And nobody's in my world is really has access to me. And so it's been super restful and peaceful. Oh, that sounds Yeah, incredible. it's just yummy, yummy delicious. But the girls are saying. Okay, Pam, this is the last day. You're coming. We're taking you to the beach. <laughs> yes, yes. But anyway, yes, how's your morning going? It's going. It's going well. It's going well. You know what? Actually, my brother David, anytime I talk to him, he's like, how's it going? I'm like, it's going. It's going good. It's going. He's like, you know, I never know with you. Are you saying like everything's falling apart and crashing and burning, but I'm somehow alive? I'm like, no, I'm trying to be positive. He's like, yeah, I can tell. Oh yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, oh gosh, that's terrible. But then I don't want to be like, well, it's going great. Cause I'm like, well, it's not going great. But anyways, I'm wanting to be honest. It's a hard question. How's it going? I, I don't know. I We need like yes, a, I know. a new culture question that we say to people that yeah. you can have different answers without it being super awkward you know a sign you just hold hold up your sign like the happy and the sad faces in the medical office how yeah like a one out of ten that's true yeah maybe we could start out with what's your number today yeah i like that better yeah (laughs) okay so today we are going to be talking about different parts of time management but when i think of time management i think about rhythms and routines rhythms kind of help shape our lives And they bring order and they bring peace. They kind of remove confusion and bring clarity. Uh, When our minds and our hearts are weary and overwhelmed, a rhythm and a routine are the thing that helps bring us back and center and anchor our hearts. They're kind of the lighthouses, so to speak, when we're in the storm, reminding us to go back to what matters and to not get caught up in the things that don't. So the last two weeks, we have implemented a quiet time and talked about the importance of that. We've talked about simplifying our lives and removing some of the things that have become noise and distraction and not been adding value to our lives. So now we're going to shift and talk about the beauty of rhythms and routines, how this practical piece of order in our lives can bring peace in every single area of our life. Well said. It's so hard because when I'm speaking or talking about a subject, I feel like I'm so old and it's like people listening. I'm not so old, but you know what I mean? 
But the point is, is that rhythms and seasons, you would think that's really important when you're in a younger season because there's so much more activity and productivity. But the truth is, is I just want to say this, I would not have stopped staying in that busy cycle just because of how I'm wired and I have done it so long. So I want to say to start with is that we think it's about our season that we just can't get a yeah. handle on our time or on our schedules. But I would just say that things don't change. Life will fill yeah. itself up with whatever season you're in. And so really, I think the sooner you realize that you get to be the one to choose, that you really have been empowered by God to set times and seasons and rhythms for your family. I'm starting a po podcast at 64. My life is full of a lot of things. And if I didn't put them in some sort of order, especially as I get more right. tired, I would lose some of my best parts of the day, let's say. I would just start by saying we really we really are empowered by God to make these choices. I want to read a verse off the yeah. bat. This is uh, Joshua. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. God is with you in the raising of your children. He's with you as you're leading them without even opening your mouth with your modeling. Things like time schedules and having order in your house, both internally inside of you and externally in terms of time. I, I had a client who she just had a lot of shame. Their mom was always late. Everything was behind and they felt the shame of that. Getting a hold of this thing called time because again, it, it slips by quickly, but we'll just it's just not only do you have permission, but that's really a lovely thing because we don't have to wait for anybody else. So many times there's something else that has to happen, but you on any given yeah. day, you can start anew every day with whatever it is and whatever you keep thinking about or are wistful about, man, I wish I could right. do that. Oftentimes just take them in smaller steps and you can introduce anything you really want into your family because God has made you the mother. And so you do have this really right to choose, so to speak, in this context. Yes. And what I love about rhythms is, like you said, no matter how crazy things get in life, and it doesn't matter what season that you're in, there's always something. There really is always something. I'm telling you guys right now, if you're single and haven't had kids yet, you know already, you're like, oh my gosh, my life's already busy. How am I going to do it when I have kids? <laughs> and I've talked to lots of people yes. about kids. And then when you have littles... The lie is once my kids get older, then life will get less crazy. I'm telling you now, it does not. It only gets more crazy. And then I talk to my mom and I'm like, okay, finally, when the kids are out of the house, will life slow down? And she's like, only if you are intentional about it. So it's like, there's always something. But I love, what I love about rhythms is no matter how crazy the days are or the seasons are, it's always something that I can go back to. Like, let's say the yes. kids are sick all week and, of course, we're completely off our rhythm. The day that everything kind of feels like it's going back to quote unquote normal, I can go back to this rhythm, this tried and true something that I have. And even if I can't do it 100%, maybe 40%, it's this this rhythm that I know that I've intentionally set and set apart to say, this is what I value. This is what I want to do to be intentional. And I can go back to this rhythm at any time. Yeah. And that's the thing. Once you've established a habit or a pattern or a rhythm of any kind, really, it does put sort of all those boundaries on your yeah. day. Let's say it could be something every week, once a month that we could do them in a myriad of ways. And you can make it very much 
to be tailored, obviously, to your family, something that you celebrate or laugh about every day on this day this happened. You all are so creative out there, you young girls and old ladies like me. You're so creative. You're full of so much to give your family. And most of you are doing these things. We're just, again, just focusing on how are you doing it? And we're always talking about let's assess and let's see where I could uh, be more present or I could not be so distracted. But right now we're talking about these kind of very purposeful things that we can do in our life that will bring blessing and peace to our families. Yeah. I, I thought of the quote by Stephen Covey, the one who wrote, what's the book he wrote? Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's it. Okay. My mind was drawing a blank <laughs> on me there. So Stephen Covey and the quote is, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. He has so many great little one-liners, but I, I love that because we kind of talked about it last week, but planning and being intentional is so much a part of having good rhythms and routines and about having a more simplified life. So kind of when I was thinking about how to kind of come up with rhythms and routines, I thought, okay, I know a lot of people say, write down on a good day when you feel like you're really in a good space, kind of write down what's your idea of a perfect day. When everything's going right, when all the stars align, what would you like to get done and and what would you really want to be intentional about? Making sure that those priorities are front and center in your schedule and then you're working everything around it. But if you write that down and even that perfect day, you realize, oh, wait, there's not enough time to do the priorities and the things that you most value, then I think then we need to go and reassess. And that's like going back to last week's episode and saying, okay, maybe I need to simplify. Maybe I need to take some things out because I'm, I'm writing down my perfect day when everything's going right. No one's sick. Everyone's in a decent mood to get up and has motivation. And there still isn't enough time. And I've heard some people say, oh, we actually have so much more time than we think we do. And if we're just more intentional, we could do so much more than we think we can. I do think that partly is true, but I feel like a lot of times I feel kind of the opposite. When I write stuff down, I realize, oh my gosh, I have so many more things that I want to get done than is possible to get done, right? And you hear people saying, oh, there's just not enough time in the day. And I think there's like part truth and part not because they're right. There isn't enough time. Time is finite and there is not enough time to do all the things. There just isn't. We have a limited amount of time. Everybody has 24 hours in a day and you're not going to be able to fit it all in. That's why I think it's so important to really write down what is most valuable to you and what is the idea of your perfect day and your perfect schedule. And if you look at that day and you're like, yeah, that's not sustainable. There's no way that's sustainable. Yes. You're like, no, there's no way. That's just a trap. That is just a trap to make you constantly feel like a failure and constantly feel overwhelmed. And so it's like, no, 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 no. You have to go back to the drawing board at that point. Oh, my gosh. So well said, Mary. I think uh, along with what you said is just that reminder to assess and not so much what's valuable to you personally, but really what's valuable to you as it relates to your household and your children and what it is you're doing. Like, why am I doing this? What am I doing? And so I think, again, that's something we've talked a lot about, about sitting alone and not just reassessing or or looking at what's not working, but casting vision for your family. These things that seem like, oh, I'd love to get away and just have two or three days to just think through so many things. 
my suggestion strongly is to put that in your yeah. schedule that you would you'd make space for these things that seem like they're a waste of time or that you do think that they're very valuable but we're never adding right. to our schedules i think mary you and i've talked about how you just put things on your schedule even if it's you're going to stare at the wall that day of the week while you drink your coffee or tea the fact is is if you're drinking and rest and these rhythms are part of your life I'm telling you, it takes everything down more than a notch in your family and the atmosphere of your home when you are really taking care of yourself in in all the ways that we've already talked about. Yes. And as we kind of talk about, you said, scheduling a time to stare at the wall. I think that's so important. I feel like those are kind of those white space moments. We have to schedule in those white space moments. We all need times to just be. And so if our schedule is okay, from 7.30 to 8, I do this, and 8 o'clock, I do this. It's like, really? There's no buffer time? There's no way. That's not sustainable. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you're a robot, maybe some people can do that. But I can't. I cannot. And so I know that sometimes I've been really, really discouraged because when I've really tried to come up with a rhythm and routine for my family, I'll come up with something and I'll be like, okay, right when I pick up the kids from school, then I'm going to start working on this thing. And I'm like, really? Really? Am I going to do that? That's never going to happen. When the kids walk in from school, there's always something that's happening. I got to get them settled. We have to work on this or do this. And then my husband, Charlie, walks from downstairs. He works from home and he's like, hey, how's it going? What are you guys doing? And then 30, 45 minutes have passed and I'm frustrated because I'm like, oh, I was supposed to be doing this thing or working on this thing with one of the kids. And my husband's always like, well, why did you think that? Why did you think that was going to happen? You're always kind of setting yourself up, self-sabotaging when you're not putting in these buffers throughout your day. Yeah, yes. I, I call that transition times. We, and again, more relationships, the more people who are vying for your attention inside your house, even if it's also your cats right, or dogs. Right, It's you know, so true. Fact is, yes. Any, anything and everything comes up. We've talked about as taking charge of our time more that then we're not surprised. And so we're living out of reality and we are going to take in these things and say, this is what I can yeah. expect in my family. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're not going to be caught off guard and just like, oh my gosh, this is happening again and I can't do this. Right, right. That transition time. And speaking of transition time, I was even kind of thinking just how we're being intentional with our time and with the rhythms and the routines that we have. I started thinking about mind transitions, meaning like when I'm on my way home from work or when I'm driving to pick up my kids from school or I just got out of a business meeting and now I'm driving to meet my husband for dinner or something like that. And it's like, I can just be entrenched in thinking about work or whatever I was just doing or listening to a podcast about business or work and never truly transitioning my heart to the next thing. And then when I'm with my kids or I'm with my husband or I'm with a good friend, I'm I don't know. It it takes me a minute. Maybe that's just me. It takes me a minute. I'm kind of like in another world, in another space, and I have to kind of recalibrate to where I am. And so for me, it's so helpful when I actually am intentional about spending that last 10 minutes before I am with someone else to be present, to just pray. I mean, just pray and be like, Lord, help me to be present for this person. Help me to think about them. Help me to just be where they're at. And I know that almost kind of sounds, oh, that's a little overkill. But for me, I need it. Yeah, I don't think it's an overkill at all. I think this little in-between space we were talking about, I think pivoting hard and fast from one thing Mm -hmm. to the next 
is definitely adding to the noise. It, it's just so absolutely true. Adding these intentional times, you know, we've talked about the car, but yeah, just adding this this little little bit of time, five to 10 minutes to just breathe and regroup and going from a child to a husband, from a kid's show at night to join your husband. There's all these pivots that are happening yeah. all the time. So even if, even if you're only able to sort of take a deep breath and say, God, give me grace for this next thing I'm walking into, this next thing that I'm doing. So there has to be space and intentionality for sure. And I would just continue to say that this time management idea is this deeply affects your family. So if you don't know what's happening, they don't know what's happening. Just reminding you that you're empowered by God to be like the head of your home in a maternal way. And however your roles are with your husband are going to be unique from person to person. But overall, we're really talking about sort of an emotional load that we've talked about before that you're carrying. You have to be kind of prepared when they walk in that door. Or if your homeschooling is over, you may be exhausted, but now they may want to do something personal. That might need to be a transitional time where, let's say you've been with your kids or they're coming in the door from school, that you're pretty much ready. Do you know that's not your time. Your time is now to welcome them, whether it's transitioning from homeschooling and now they want to do some fun activity. Right. Because school's over to them, but you're still the teacher. Now you got to put on your play date hat for right. them. But, you know, again, taking these things into account. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when you're creating kind of this rhythm and routine, make sure, unless you're a single person that lives alone, in which case, maybe you still have other people that you need to consider, depending on your life and rhythm. If you have a spouse or have children, make sure in whatever capacity that looks like, obviously, that you're inviting them in, whether that's having a family meeting or just sitting down with your spouse. Make sure that your rhythm and your routine doesn't completely clash with theirs or that it's completely unrealistic. I know at times I had a, I had like grand plans of waking up at 5 a.m. And in my head, it was great. It sounded awesome. But it had me going to bed at like 9 p.m. And when I told my husband that, he's like, that's a horrible idea. Like that's, he's like, that's the worst. You're not doing that. That's our only time to hang out ever. And so I don't want you waking up at 5 a.m. because that means you have to go to sleep crazy early and you're going to be like a zombie and just be mad at everybody because you're going to want to go to sleep super early. And if I hadn't really been intentional about talking to him about that, I would have just been super annoyed because I was like, oh, like this is my schedule. So just be on the same page. Don't cause more tension than you have to. Yes. Yes. That's so good. Yes. But I would say when you were talking, Mary, about that kind of schedule, that's every so many minutes. There are some of you, I almost would hesitate to say this, but I mean, if you really are on an every 15 minute schedule, I'd say maybe uh, add in a little more transition time into that schedule. But if you're on a pretty good rhythm, then I would just, first of all, say to you who really having a good oiled machine in your house happening, think then broader if you're at that space. I would start with you just to say, look at other intentional things that maybe you haven't added into your, I think about a budget, like maybe, okay, so if your budget is running smoothly, but maybe you're still not really saving. I would say in time frames that if you're, if things are looking good, things can always be more joyful or we can go deeper or we can intentional about anything. I'm guessing a lot of you listening don't really feel like you have a perfectly oiled machine 
we're always encouraging those maybe who don't right. have that. And I, I do not have a perfectly oiled machine, but maybe we ha we all have different strengths and uh, weaknesses. But I think this is maybe more and partly our testimony, but just the idea of for the sake of for the sake of your own self and your family, whoever is your family that's living inside of your home, there is just peace when people know what to expect. This is the ministry of hospitality to your own family. Yeah that when you see them, that they know that you're glad to see them. A therapist that I know who's, I'm referring a lot of people to, somebody had had a conversation with them about a trouble they were having with somebody in their home. And he was asking this woman, I mean, I hold it. Like, I don't say anything, but it's like, she irritates me. And she always is pouty at me and all these things. And this woman basically said, well, do you know, there's all these neuro studies and that body language alone, how you greet them, they can feel whether they're wanted or you really aren't even excited right. to see them. So she explained this whole study. And I mean, that is the only thing he did going forward was that he just started thinking of good ways to bless her when he would see her. And anyway, she herself changed dramatically as a result of that. Wow. I think how we look into the eyes of our kids, the countenance we have, I'm imagining there's been hundreds, if not thousands of times in 46 years of marriage that I, I don't just like be delighted when my husband walks yes, in a room. Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm, I'm not talking about manufacturing yeah. something, um, not so much, but just more that just know that as you're living with your family in this small place called yeah. a home, there's so many beautiful things you can bring by the environment within your own personhood. Yes. And so that's what I'm really saying is, you know, when we're talking about time management. It's onto something. What do you need extra time right. for? Why can't you just blow away every day? All of these things have to do, if there's a value, the value has to do with people and not productivity. Yeah. It has to do with being present as opposed to accomplishing more. I would say that's what all of our children want, whether they're four or 40. Yes. And I have them in that, uh, I mean, I have from grandchildren to my children that range from all those ages. The fact is, is human beings want to be seen. Yes. They want to be know that they're loved. And you can do that in a thousand little ways. And if you're not the person who really it has strong giftings, relational giftings, you know what? Just a heart to want to can make all the difference yes. in the world. I'm away at this beach retreat and that idea came up last night in one of the conversations we were having. The fact is, is you can ask God, I want you. Will you give me more yes. of a want? I, I love my family, but sometimes these parts are hard. Would you give me more of a heart to love them well? When we talk about time management, it's unto right. something. It's not so that we can be more productive. Yeah. It's actually so that we can find white space in our lives for the things that we value so highly. And the more we begin to do that, I think there's a synergism that you will be so blessed by and God will honor you because you are making space for whether it's him or the people in your life, or it can be something that's very practical, like the simplification. I know that I think all three of my kids, adult kids may have said this before, but love having things lovely when they walk in, let's say that that's a value to keep things in a way that are aesthetically clean or organized or whatever it is. Again, I've said this before on the podcast that children themselves can pick up on the chaos 
and chaos oftentimes is maybe the next step for you is to get yourself on a schedule where you're taking better care of the things in your home and keeping it in better order. Now, I know that could sound like an old lady thing to say, like from 1950s or something, <laughs> yeah. but I don't care what year it is. If it's 2023 20, or 3023, I doubt we're going to make it that long. As a, yeah, as a, right. But the point is, is that, you know, everyone likes to feel yes. like things are in order. It's amazing. And certainly adults do as well. I mean, I remember just a couple weeks ago, my 14-year-old said something like, hey, do you remember when we were younger and used to always have like a little snack for us when we got home from school? Uh And I'm like, you guys are old enough to get a snack. But he wasn't saying I can't get a snack out of the fridge. He was remembering a feeling. And I'm like, I like to walk in to your house, mom, when you have tea and a snack for me. And I'm like, oh, yay. Thank you. (laughs) You just feel seen. You feel welcomed. You feel like somebody was thinking about you and was being intentional. And so I've tried to do little things like that since you said that. But again, just that our hearts are pivoting, are turning towards the other people in our lives and are not just so inward focused and self-consuming that we're not able to see the people around us and stop and say, you are important. You are worth transitioning to and looking at right now. Sometimes we can't help it, right? Our minds are just filled with whatever's going on. And so it's, it's truly having to ask the Lord to stop, to like stop. And we've talked about that in other episodes, going to that stop sign, pressing pause and saying, nope, I'm choosing to pivot right now and turn my eyes towards this person in front of me. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think things are going to shift and move around when we talk about rhythms and routines. There's different seasons. Heck, I mean, even when you're in the same season, anything can happen on any given day or week to make every rhythm and routine just completely smash to smithereens. So I think we do also have to be willing to pivot in a different way when when things aren't going right. I remember my kids were really little and certain ones of them really liked rhythm and routine. And people would tell us, yeah, kids really need rhythm and routine. So I really tried to do that. But then I feel like sometimes it backfired. I'm like, really? Is rhythm and routine really that good for them? Because sometimes I feel like if we don't do it perfectly that way, they would lose their minds. So I think there is a balance. I think that, yes, obviously having these rhythms and routines is so life-giving, but also being willing to lay down our agenda and lay down those rhythms for the sake of what we're doing this all for. Oh, my kid is sick. Oh, I can tell a really good friend needs my heart and my attention right now. I'm going to lay down my rhythm today. I'm going to lay this down for the sake of love. Yes, yes. I think this is the point. Anything we talk about, anything at all, why we're why we're saying that you need to sit down and establish through casting vision with God, what are what are the holes in your life? What are yeah. the parts that are weak, that are not strong? What are the parts that you continue to see as patterns in your life? We're saying invite Jesus in. And time is certainly one of the most precious and sacred things we have. It's in those time gaps that we have and we are intentional about things that our life has the possibility to change and grow and be more centered in the values that we say we care deeply about. Whether we have to remind ourselves that I only have my children for so many days and then they are on their own and we, we continue to remember what is the macro goal here in raising them and we don't get 
caught up in what's really control or fear because we're trying to control everything because really we have a, a lot of fear about letting them go. If we're waiting to look at these things that might be driving our motivations, you know, then later we can have regret and look and say, oh, how I wish I would have done this differently or that yes. differently. But being in the moment and keeping just keep looking at looking in that mirror as James says but don't look in the mirror and then forget yes. and walk yes. away and those values just get taken away by so many other things so many of you are so intentional yes. and God sees that and it is truly one of the most sacred things we'll ever do is raise human beings and really lay down our lives for our families in a way that's not unhealthy but in a way that's life-giving yes. to us as well as to them, and that we're kind of living out of this place of of peace and joy ourselves and bringing that to the table. Yes. Yeah, good. And as we are creating these rhythms and routines, we've simplified our, our, our lives. We've looked at the things that aren't life-giving, and we're sitting down and saying, okay, now how can I add in a life-giving rhythm and routine? It's just, it's going to look different for everybody and it's going to look different in every season, like we've already said. So just be patient with yourself and just say, okay, even if I only do 10% of this rhythm and routine, that's 10% that I wasn't doing before. So just be encouraged. Just be encouraged. It's all about the baby step and just the 1%. And the Lord really does meet us and fill in the gaps. I cling to the verse. It's in the Psalms, I think, but God gives to his beloved, even in his sleep. I cling to that verse throughout the decades of like, I am banking on the fact that God is going to sustain me and going to fill in all the gaps that I haven't been able to. Just be encouraged this week as you're looking at your rhythms and routines. Also acknowledging that this is life-giving, that this is another component that brings life to not only ourselves, but to the people in our sphere and in our homes. Yes, Mary. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And so we just end with that to encourage all of you that no matter where you are in the journey, God is with you. He will never leave you and he will empower you to do the things that he's called you to do. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website. But for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Ames Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. -S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.